0: commission of these four murders over a 10-day period is one of the worst killing sprees in the history of this state. Skin them sometimes,
1: uh, slit them, slit them all the way open. I'm here looking for the spirits of anybody that still remains. I have a device in my hand. If you would like to talk to it, please come forward. Tell me your story. Maybe I should have killed four or five hundred people, then I would have felt better. Then I felt like I really offered society something. You are listening to Serial Spirits, the podcast.
0: My name is Adam Kimmel, and I am right now in Madison, Ohio, at the historic, legendary Madison Seminary. 70,000 square feet, 88 rooms, one large kitchen, auxiliary kitchen, and tons of space, even ending with an asylum where some mentally ill patients were kept at the turn of the century. There is so much history here, 170 years worth, and what I want to do is take you through the residents of Vincents, Indiana to see what we out here have done and what we want to do for the Knox County Poor Farm. But I also would like to address Commissioner Trent Hankel, who made some jabs that I do not. agree with. And the the direct quote that triggered me was, if the commissioners can't do it, no one can.
1: You know, if the commissioners don't take this on and make this happen, no one else can.
0: Well, Trent, I'm going to take you on a personal tour of what we've done in a mere two years on a structure that is only three times bigger than the size of the Knox County poor farm. So get ready. You have a personal tour coming up.
1: So, we're here with Adam Kimmel, and we're going to be talking about something that's near and dear to both of us, but also we know a lot of people who uh, love history as much as we do, and that's what we're going to be talking about today. You know, it's a topic you hear us talk about a lot, but it means a shit ton to us because it's what we, we love to do. So, Kimmel, how are you this evening in Pittsburgh?
0: This on this fine evening, I am great and I'm even better right now.
1: Well, uh, I put a video out earlier this week and I said that me and uh, Weebs are going to be doing these 30 minute uh, small shows we're calling Serial Spirit Snippets. Uh, they are going to be you know put out weekly and we're going to alternate weeks. So, Weebs will do one, hers will be out next week, and then this one will air in two weeks. So, Adam, uh, the news this, this week, you know, we had some serious news going on with a very historical building that uh, almost completely burned to the ground. That was Notre Dame Cathedral. Yeah. And yeah. it was kind of sad to see it, but like so many people rallied around and props to the fire department, uh, the Parisian fire department for putting out the fire and saving so many things. Mm-hmm. But... The weird thing about it was, and maybe, you know, this is kind of paranormal in nature, uh, for hundreds of years, those gargoyles sat on top of that cathedral, and they said that they were the, uh, the, the watchers of the Factors, cathedral. Yeah. And yeah. They, uh, they removed those uh, a week before the fire started to clean them. And coincidentally enough, as soon as they were removed, that's when the building caught on fire.
0: I, I saw an article about that. I did. Um, I don't know what I'd lean towards on it. I, you know, we have a lot of terrorist acts going on and things like this nature. And the one thing I've noticed um, is a lot of erasing of history. You saw a lot of things in the Middle East being erased because they're trying to put it in their vision of what they want things to be. So they have to eliminate our history. And I'll tell you what, when I saw Notre, the, you know, the Notre Dame fire going on ah uh, i it, dude it was heart-wrenching at first because what is it 700 years old six 700 years old yeah
1: it was it they started building it in 1163 and it was yeah. in 1345 so that's you know almost a thousand years old at this point
0: oh, my gosh and you know because even i thought oh we saved the structure we saved what we can and we're gonna rebuild it it was the structure alone was almost you know that old so yeah we now it's going to be a replica and it kind of hurts it's it's kind of, you know, I was just talking to someone about this, how it's our responsibility. Every generation's responsibility to save the next, the ones that came before us, you know. And mm, I don't know what happened out there. It could be, you know, the Gargoyles were taken down to be cleaned. It could be a terrorist act. We have so many soft targets, it wouldn't put it past me, you know. Because like, I know there was a cathedral, um, what was it, St. Patrick's Cathedral. They started to beef the security up because a guy walked in with gasoline tanks, uh, you know. This just happened. They just arrested the guy. He was from New Jersey, I believe. And these people don't even realize one person can ruin all of it. You know, the ones and how important this stuff is. Uh, And it is what we, it sounds so cliche. It sounds so stupid really when you say, because it sounds cheesy. It sounds like a bad eighties movie, but like, it is what we leave behind. Um, we're making history right now. As you and I are speaking, history is being made and, It's just like, what was the point of living if we don't, we don't protect it? You know, we, you just existed and then you're gone. Like that was pointless. What a meaningless life. And the way to achieve immortality is by protecting it, by, by fulfilling your chapter in history and protecting all the chapters before you, you know, and we're just getting back to that. I was really sad when I saw that going down because that's a blow. That's a huge blow
1: well there's there's two sides to it too like like you said either it's a terrorist attack or how would you like to be the guy who was up there on the the scaffold smoking a cigarette and he accidentally dropped a cigarette and that was the catalyst i I, I would hate to be that guy
0: it could be though and it's like that's how delicate it is like what a delicate operation almost a thousand years of history just like it could have been one dude smoking a cig jeez like you know it's that fragile and dude you know, i don't have any solution for it all i can say is it's probably one of the most serious things mankind has to overcome um because at the end of the day if we don't we're left with nothing you know
1: there you know there is a kind of a thing that that angered me a little bit about it, it and it, it was cool at the same time but you've seen so many people just mm-hmm. donate millions of dollars like we're going to donate millions of dollars to restore the cathedral and that's that's incredible because people cared that much but also in america we have all the people that are just so against all the confederate you know statues and all all that stuff that are here in in the united states and they want to tear those down but they'll donate you know all this money to save uh you know this thousand year old structure so to me it's kind of like the double-edged sword there where it's you know how do you feel about that situation
0: i don't like it at all like clearly you know we're Yankees, right? You know, but, I, but there's something about it. When I saw them tearing down Confederate statues, it really bothered me. It actually angered me. That I wasn't raised in the South, you know what I mean? But it's like, you can't erase history. It doesn't mean because we take a statue down that everything's okay and fine and dandy. Like, it never happened. The statue's gone, you know? You have to learn. This was a chapter of our history. I don't care how dark it is. You can't erase it. And I hated seeing that. I think these people are absolute idiots uh, that are doing this. They don't understand the bigger picture. If we're going to learn from our past and those mistakes, yes, the Civil War was brother versus brother and, you know, states' rights, uh, slavery issues. Yeah, all these things were on the table. But that's where we came from as a country. We can't forget that. You know what I mean? This country has seen so much. Um, And these statues, I, I never looked at them as disrespectful uh you know oh it's so bad to have it i've been to gettysburg you know i've seen some of the statues they have up there for some of those guys never once crossed my mind oh this offends me the problem with our country today is people believe that they have the right that if they're offended something has to change and that's not the truth you and i know you and i are two of the most hardcore people i know i don't we don't care about people's feelings like that it's it's it shouldn't matter if a statue offends you. I'm, I'm sorry if it does, but that is history, and, and it will stay. Um, yeah it's a problem, dude. It's a problem. I, I really see a problem on the horizon, but
1: Yeah, we, we live in that society where you know, people are offended by every little thing, and you know this, the, and, and I think the problem with it is is that people see that this statue represents or these you know flags or whatever represent what. That country stood for or that, you know, period of time stood for. But yeah, yeah, and and it's that part of the history where we, we can't forget because we can't go back to what that was. And that's part of like leaving this this mark. Here that we uh, to, it's a lesson, like you know over yeah. there in in Poland, they still have Auschwitz standing, and I've said this before a lot of times, that building is still standing, it's standing as a memorial to all the people who lost yep. their lives, but it's also standing there so we know what happened here, and we can tell our future generations we cannot go back to this, and that to me is why the, that's the most important part of keeping these things intact
0: one hundred percent dude, Auschwitz is still standing, you would think. Poland would have the biggest reason to knock it down, but they're smart enough to realize, hey, you can do, I mean, I don't know if they actually do tours within Auschwitz yet. Do they let people walk through it?
1: I think people are. I think that there is like uh, the tourists are allowed to come yeah. through there, but. but.
0: What a powerful dude. I would, I would kill to go there and just, you know, take that in. It's, it's a part of our history, but it's something to learn from it. And it is a memorial to those people. You know, for all the people that lost their lives, I I, I can't fathom the number. I really can't. I don't think anyone really fathoms the number when we're talking, you know, three, four, five, six million Jews.
1: It's genocide.
0: It, it's genocide. Oh, 100% genocide. But it's like, it is a memorial to them. The minute you bulldoze that down and turn it into a meadow or whatever you turn it into afterwards, you've erased the memory. You know, history will keep going on. That history book's going to keep growing, growing. And in a thousand years, if we were to knock that down, there's nothing left. You know, well, look at the cathedral. Like we're talking about the the, the cathedral. Dude, if it wasn't still standing, would we know about it? Like, you know what I mean? Like, would we ever cross and be like, well, you know, back in uh, the 12th century, they started building this. No, dude. It's because the structure was protected and it's here to remember it. And that's what humanity needs. We kind of need... Unfortunately, we need that physical reminder. And that's what's so important. Because there's so much more to human history that we don't even know. And I know know you'll love this shit. Is that, you know, when you look at... uh, Let's get deep for a second, right? We think we know human origins, right? But we're finding cities that are below coastal lines that would predate what we know, right? We're finding stone monuments and things like this. There's stuff on the coast of Japan, uh, China, even these pyramids. You know, people before us were pretty smart. They realized stone lasts. Why do the Egyptians use stone? Because they knew future generations were still going to see that. If they would have built their house out of wood and hay and whatever, they'd be another, you know, a lost civilization. But it's just so important with these things and the the markers we leave behind. but dude, I yeah, it's deep and it's crazy.
1: Well, you and I both know the importance of all this history because we we live it. We we live it every every day. You know, you're you're at you're the owner of Madison Seminary, and you have the The most important thing that, you know, we talked about this the other day and this was like, it was a powerful statement that you said, and you, you know, you have this, this Kimmel way about you that you always say these powerful things and use these analogies. And most of the time it involves superheroes or star Wars characters or whatever. But, <laughs> um, you said something like, uh, Oh, you uh, yeah, this is you said this. This is the statement you said. You said when you got Madison Seminary, you walked into it on your own. You had no one, you know, you you put this money into it and there was no one there to, you know, you basically opened the door, you walked in by yourself and it was like kind of overwhelming to an extent. And then you established this group of people who were like, you know, in the same mindset as you and built this army, built this group of people who the all they cared about was preserving this building and saving this building and you know now with this army behind you it's like you're not alone anymore you know what i mean and then you can take the next one and the next one and the next one and people are just under the assumption you know that you go there we know people you know very well we've seen it happen many many times but people think that this is all about money and this is just, you know, this is a big game these guys talk that they're spitting, but, you know, why don't you step inside the doors of Madison Seminary and you can see the big game we're spitting because we are spitting a big game, but we're not doing uh, it for the money.
0: Yeah, dude, the summer, uh, as I love to call it, the summer of Shea, as many times I saw you sweating your ass off shirtless, uh, there are probably a few Mm. people that would have paid us top dollar to see this fine Shea specimen, but that whole summer... You know, you're out there. You you said to me, and then it's, it's, you know, you you said, I will do this for you. I have this skill set. I will do this. And it is, this is confirming our chapters in history. We have to step up and do it. This is getting to, okay, I had to walk through the door. Yeah, I was nervous trying to seal the deal with Madison because here I am. I was 32 years old at the time, and I'm about to purchase a former asylum uh, that is a giant that could easily turn into a money pit, easily, hands down. And But someone has to take that first step. Someone has to take that first step, and you can assemble an army after that. You know, I, I've learned that in life. Everybody's ready to go, but sometimes when that first step is made, it's just a catalyst effect. And when you came to do the fire system, it was another victory, you know, you know, getting this done, it took what? I forget how long it took. Like, you were there for one solid week doing this. But, you know, overall, back and back, to get a whole brand new fire system, we're not playing around. We are not people to play around with. Because if we tell you we're going to do something, we're going to do it. And there are a lot more battlefronts out there. There are a lot more properties we can save. Um, but unfortunately, the way we go saving history is laughed upon, you know. We, we try to tell them we're going to give tours for the historical. And spooky things happen at buildings, you know? Like, we're both big into the paranormal. We know Madison is virtually a huge hotspot. And, you know, there has to be a creative way to save these buildings. How do you repurpose a historical building without losing its historical integrity and architecture? What a problem. Well, we have found the, the golden, uh, the, you know, the, the, the um, Holy Grail. Of doing this. Have we had to renovate anything really? If we didn't have to, like if you look at what we put into it, how much have we changed of Madison? Not a lot.
1: No, not, fu- not much.
0: Not much. That fire system is wireless, it's very concealed, it's hidden. You know, we're not changing the structure to make it modernized for apartments. We have found a way to utilize a 70,000 square foot building and only restore it to a time period esque uh, look. Dude tell me how many people can pull that off and we can keep doing that. Um, and that's why I keep telling people, you know, I saved Randolph. You were out at Randolph County Farmery that it goes to show how successful these things can be because I lost that due to greed. It's why with me, man, I'll fight anybody that says it's about money because I have lost properties due to money. Like I know the evil that's associated with it. There are people that do not care about the history they care about the money, and the one thing you will see at Madison Seminary is we put our mouths where our money is, and when you walk in, it's undeniable
1: one hundred percent and you know uh, that's and that's the other thing I was going to say too before he brought it up is that you had saved Randolph county infirmary, and i mean that bill that was a beautiful building it was a beautiful building, and you know it's a shame that that greed became the the ultimate goal Greedy. of yep. and and it goal. it's it's fucking sad because that building has so much potential. And, you know, when, when, the, when the money runs out and people stop coming there because, you know, people get mad or people, you know, are treated the wrong way and they don't want to come there and help anymore, then you lose that, that following. You lose that group of people. And then what are you left with?
0: What are you left with? Everybody means something to me. And, you know, it takes a good leader to realize this. I've always been a team player. Like, I, I am not a lone wolf. I, I do not like doing these things alone. Because, what's the point of winning if you can't celebrate the success with your team? What is the point? So, you can be at the top of the hill by yourself looking down with nobody to share the stories with. It seems like a very lonely existence. But, and and you've seen this. I do care. You know, we've had instances where people have left Madison and they they talk about how, oh, everybody's replaceable. Well, when you really look at anyone who has left the island, they've done it to themselves. And you've seen this as an insider. I have never kicked anyone out of Madison. Like if you have been removed from Madison for whatever reason, you did it. You did this to yourself. Um, because I, I, I look at the, I want the quality, not the quantity. I look at the quality in you, the quality, and a lot of people in the mad crew, you can't, it doesn't matter. There were people that would, they would uh, cr- just, you know, cr- love to get into that building, just love to get in there, but are they there for the right reasons? You know, do they really want to save this building? Do they want to immortalize themselves in this chapter? We are the caretakers. When it comes to this time period, we're the caretakers. We're no different than everyone that's come before us. We just went about it a different way. And with those people, I want quality over quantity.
1: And that's the most important thing is quality over quantity because, like you said, we are caretaking for it now, and we want to leave it for these future generations, for our children, for Atticus, for Grace, for all these other kids that are coming up that are gonna have this interest. And not just and, and and that's the the kicker about it is, you know, the paranormal led us down this road. Right. And we're fortunate enough as paranormal investigators that we get to go to all these incredible buildings and they just happen to be haunted, but at the same time, walking into like a building like Waverly Hills, you know, like just the, the not just because it's haunted or it's this most haunted building that everybody wants to go to it's because all the history that happened there right This, this generation of people who died from this disease that they thought was incurable at the time and you're standing on hollow ground of all these people who passed away and you know you're fortunate enough to be able to walk the same halls and sometimes i get i get lost in that stuff too like you walk in these buildings and you think like man uh a famous person was here or whatever. And that one time they were, they lived here. Like oh, we have at Madison seminary, we have Elizabeth Stiles, who was a, a civil war spy. She lived and died in this building. And it's like, she did great things for our country. And now I'm standing in one of these rooms that she could have lived in, you know? And, and to me, that's, that's, that's incredible. That's an incredible well, feeling.
0: Tad to, to that. You know, I never told you this, but when we were putting the fire system in, dude, I had a moment of awe. I think we were working on the second floor of the Ohio cottage. Yeah, the Ohio cottage, second floor. And I had that moment of awe. It was just you and I. We were the only ones in the building. And I was basically helping you with a wire. And you were on the ladder, basically, you know, framing it up. And it was just that moment of awe. I'm like, dude, here we are today on this fine summer day. Another chapter. Like, if you look at the layers on this very day... Fire system being installed. You know what I mean? Like it was this moment. I just watched you as you were doing it. And that's where my head was at. And I'm like, no one understands how deep this is right now. I knew, I knew how deep this was. I'm like, this is a moment that saved the building. You know, there were many sacrifices made. The fire system was one sacrifice. There were, if people realize how willing, how hard we're willing to fight for that building, it's insane. You know, there are so many times that could have failed, so many times. And each time the threat was addressed and taken care of, and it was just like I said on that day, dude, I just took it in, and you know, you were going about your Shea Bay business, just doing it, and I'm just thinking, damn, this is, mo- this is a monumental moment, dude. This is monumental.
1: And it was, and you step back and you feel good, and like I said, I, I, the first time I'd been to Madison was probably eight years ago. And I was walking through that building thinking like, man, this place is a shithole. Never Uh, in a million years did I think I would be here helping restore and save this structure. Never, never would have thought that.
0: Never crossed my mind either. I was watching old footage from 2011 uh, out there. Never would have crossed my mind. And that is the beauty of life. We don't know what's behind the next turn. I joke with Addy all the time. You know, sweet Addy Gaddis. I joke with her all the time about like how one decision just the other day, for example, we stopped at this shop that was, uh, it was going towards Geneva. Geneva's not that far from Madison. And there's these old antique chairs outside. And you know what? Something crossed my mind. I was like, Addy, let's turn around and go check that out. We didn't have to, it was like take a left instead of a right. We go back there. And I really feel for this guy. He's 72. His name's Roger. And he is a genuine guy. And it kind of depresses me a little bit because he's no different than us. At one time, he had an army. He had a lot of friends with him. They used to fix antique furniture. They loved it. They all started passing away. His wife passed away. He's the last one left. He's the last of his tribe. And he, he, he wants to keep doing it, but he can't. And, and, and this goes to show why I reflected to Madison. If everyone was to die tomorrow and I'm left... I, I can't do anything with Madison. I'm, I'm a derelict. Like I can try and I would do what Roger did. I would try my best, but without that standing army, I'm powerless. And he though, he heard what I said about Madison. I told him what we were doing. He came over, he came over to take a look at it. Once he saw it, he literally has donated. Well, since the first time it was 10,000, he's now donated up to $15,000 of antique furniture, because he said, at the end of the day, I can't take this with me and you care in this building, people will come and they will love this and they will enjoy it. And it fits exactly what you're trying to do, dude, you know, like life is a ride and it's just, you don't know what's going to happen next. All I can tell you is it's going to work. It's all going to work.
1: Well, and we, we had this conversation too last year, you know, I think we, we had just come back from our little, uh, our getaway to cabway lingo down in the, the holler. And we were talking about, there's no, how many groups of kids like, yeah, well, we're not kids anymore. We're almost middle-aged, but our generation, how many people do you know that are actually like, besides the group of people we know actually do this, actually want and care about these, these things, you know what I mean? It's, 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 it's rare.
0: Mm -hmm. Our generation. And, Don't get me wrong. Our generation has its advantages, but we do have a generation that's kind of lazy, a generation that loves things handed to them that the entitled generation. I get it. We're part of it. Here's the problem, though, and there's two ways. When I grew up, I was growing up. My parents used to tell me you can grow up to be anything you want. All right. That doesn't mean I'm entitled. That I should have everything. But I remember getting those orders. My grandparents used to say it. My parents, my aunts, my uncles. They used to say that when I was very young. I remember like when I was five, six, seven. I always heard that, you know? And I took that as, yeah, we can. Dude, look at us now. Look, we can, you and I can stroll into Madison Seminary whenever we want. Anytime you want. You want to go there right now, dude? We can go there right now. If you're free, we can go there. Look at what we have built. This is reality. We took those instructions from when we were younger. You can do whatever you want, and now we're here. But unfortunately, some in our generation took that as entitlement. You can be whatever you want. You can have whatever you want is, I think, how they interpreted it. Yeah. And that's the difference. You know? But here is, again, a strong difference. If you look at what we've achieved to others in our generation, I, and, I, and I will put this out as a beacon, You know, go out and make something yourselves. You want to go out to the bar every weekend You want to watch the sports games and do that with the bros. That's cool. But is that all you're going to do in life? Is that every single weekend you're not making an impact on life. You're not stepping up to the call and doing something. Um, You know, it's like I don't drink anymore. I I haven't had an ounce of alcohol in like five years. Um, I just look at it like how can I maximize my time? Because it is limited. You You know, we're not going to be here forever. It's mortality motivation, dude. And I just think... Before I die, dude, I, with you and everybody, I want to accomplish as much as we can. So they we another generation can look back and be like, these guys got it. But we can draw inspiration from them.
1: With that being said, we I want to talk about the next venture. The next venture that is in the future for our team here, and that is to capture the Knox County Poor Farm mm-hmm. in Vincennes, Indiana. And, you know, it's been a, uh, it's kind of been an uphill battle a little bit, hasn't it? Trying to get these these commissioners to vote.
0: Well, politicians are not my friend. I'll tell you that right now. Um, these politicians think that they have the perspective that they know how to save their own community. You know, we met resistance in Madison, but I'll tell you what, there isn't one politician right now that wouldn't love to say, "Oh, I was all for Adam Kimmel and his crew coming in here." Uh, you're going to see a trend because it's always the same thing. You are met with resistance. And then they, they listen to our agenda and I like, go, oh, no, this is, this is, you're talking way too, too big. You'll never be able to do that. But if I do recall, which it was a filmed event with the Madison politicians, I hit all my marks and then some, I said, I was going to create a standing army. I said, I was going to give this community something to do. You know, we have so many locals that already help us at the seminary and they get, they're given so many perks. They get to be in that building whenever they want. Um, you know, We run events. They get to share their stories with everybody. When we do flashlight tours, it's just there's so much we give back. Now, with Vincent's, I have been met with resistance. And you have seen some of the videos I've put out. It's funny. The locals are hardcore supporting me. So many locals have messaged out and said, if you get the building I'm in, uh, I will give you whatever time and service I can and i think a lot of the locals there's i wouldn't say a lot there's a few they're like oh adam's just asking for people to help donate supplies never once did i say i need the supplies shay have i ever um you know have i ever had you go out and buy me 500 to 600 dollars worth of supplies and say that you're donating it no no i've never the money that comes in goes to supplies I need everyone's talents as an electrician. You are one of the greatest electricians I've ever met. I brag about you to strangers. I've seen how dedicated you are. We have collected an army of these talented individuals such as yourself. And I said, I will give you the tools. I will give you all the supplies you need. Any of the tools? I just need your talent. And it's the same thing in Vincent's. No one is going to have to buy supplies out there. You know the game. And the community doesn't realize how much they're going to get back. And unfortunately, these politicians think that this is just some big get-rich scam. I'm thinking, please, how? Please, show me. You know, they refuse to look at Madison, you know. it's
1: Yeah, but see, that that is a mistake right there, because could you imagine? Like, I come from a—I grew up in a uh, very historical town, and these—Fairfield County, Ohio, does not— destroy anything they will not destroy anything they love the historical preservation if you lived in a town that really wasn't you know it wasn't very you know rich or whatever if somebody came in and saved a building that you loved growing up like this guy comes in he cares about the history of our town he cares about this building that's crumbling and, and disrepair and he's going to come here and save this building like he cares if an outsider came to my town right now and we were you know didn't have the funds to take care of this money. And this guy was going to do all these great things and bring, you know, people to our town to help the economy and everything else and save the history. I'd be all for it. And that's what I don't understand. And it's like, what, what, why? I mean, even giving back to the community, you guys just donated a bunch of your time. The mad crew went out and donated a bunch of time to, to doing stuff in the, in, in the Madison community. And that's the other kickback too, is like, you know, you, you get, you donate your own time, Back to the community, and I just don't understand why people don't see that. Well, you,
0: the way you're saying is perfectly right. It's because I'm an outsider. There is a commissioner known as Trent Hankel out there, who it, literally all the locals have said it. You know, they the commissioners have been sitting on this building for 14 years. Trent is trying to step in as the hero, but has no means to do it, and he is afraid that an outsider is going to come in there and outshow him. He doesn't realize we're willing to work with everybody. It's not about, oh, we came in and did this. Dude, do we brag like that? We don't. Even at Madison, we're not those kind of people. It's like, this just has to get done. This has to get done is the bottom line. And I know this is exactly what's happening at Vincent's. It is a pride and ego issue. They are failed. They have failed in what they were going to do. 14 years. You can't come up with a plan. Your knight in shining armor comes in and says, not only am I gonna turn it around, I'm gonna make Vincent's a tourism destination. Like I've already done. It's not like this is the first. Do your homework and see what's going on in Madison. We've been on Travel Channel twice. We've had national exposure. We have people travel long distances to come here and Vincent's will be easier than ever to do that. How do you not take the call? How do you not even just play ball? And every time I try to work with them, Oh, we need to see this. We're not sure about this. What, what does a historical marker mean? We just got note that a historical marker. I, I'll tell you what a historical marker means. It means the building's historically, yeah, you know, uh, it's it's old. It is. I have one of those as well from you know the historical society. Uh, they have got one from Indiana landmarks. These, are, this is they're buying themselves time because they don't know what to do. So here is the genius behind the plan. If you don't let me have that building and save it. Now you're responsible and I will put the pressure on Trent Hankel. He knows this. Now, if you're not going to save it, I'm going to keep updating it. We're going to keep asking people what's going on down there. Is it going to sit? Did you literally cut me off? So the building can sit for another year, you know? So basically now it's, it's in his ballpark. And if it sits there for another year, then I will aggressively go back in probably even before that I'll aggressively go in. But You have to play these games with these politicians. If he wants to step up and wants to be the man, then now's the time. But we'll see, because nothing is going on. I have locals reporting back to me. Nothing is going on. And you know us, Shay. You know how we work. You would have had that electrical system humming, humming like day one. We would have had people to get that roof on it. You know, we have the army, we have the people that are dedicated that want to do this
1: and that's and that's the other issue too is that there's not time these people don't have time this building does not have time because the longer it sits there it's going to decay and rot and fall down and have to be destroyed and that is that's on them if they don't want to do it because of ego that's on them and you know we can't help that but our goal is to save this that save the building from doing that all these buildings from doing that it comes down to this i i I'll tell you a little bit about myself uh, and we're going to like wrap it up here. But me, me and weebs, we go to antique stores and we look for old portraits of people who are there. They're passed on now at this point, but I'll go there and I'll see a, a photo box of old pictures. And I'm like, people just gave away their, family pictures and i'm looking through these pictures and it's like who are these people you know they live this life like you and me you know you see pictures of them at picnics and weddings and and all these different things these memories who are these people and people just kind of gave it away and just you know to me anymore the older that i get like i see pictures of my grandparents i reprint them i hang them up in my house and i tell my daughter like this is your great grandparents this is who they were blah 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 and hopefully my daughter Cares enough in the future to be like Hey, this is my great grandfather and take the picture And then pass it on and, and not give it away To some antique store Right
0: It's kind of depressing, dude, it really is And I and I see what you're saying about that You know, someone's family That's They're not, they're strangers to us But that's someone's family, you know And God, I, I don't even know how to tell you how depressing that is Like, it should have never left the family You know, and- but
1: and we, me and Weebs were, we were down in Marietta, Ohio, and we went to this store and they had this two old portraits of this like little kids and this like early, early 1900s portrait, late, you know, late 1800s. And there was this beautiful frame. And people will buy these pictures because of the frame. And that's, that's the other thing about it too. But uh, they don't care about the portrait. We care about the portrait. But this picture was hanging there and, we bought the picture and then we heard that the the lady knew the story about the two, the two pictures. And she said they were a married couple. They eventually got married, but this is them as babies. So we walked out of the store and it just, it bothered us. We were like, no, we got to go buy the other one. So we bought the other one. So now they're hanging on Weeb's wall together like they were in their life. And that's a cool backstory to have on that. And that's why it's so important to keep this history alive.
0: It is. It's, it's my biggest fear is coming and going and leaving no mark. You know, it's just that deep. It's that deep coming and going and not leaving a mark. And it it is for a lot of people, unfortunately, that I grew up with. I see them fading. I I see all these people grow up with this ambition and these bright lights. And you just see there's so much possibility in their lives. And I don't know what it is. They just give up. They just give up. And because of that, you came in strong and now you're going to leave this world and leave no mark. You could use your power for good to send a beacon to another generation, inspire the human race. We didn't ask to be here, right? We didn't ask. We just became. We exist now, and others coming after us will be the same way. They didn't ask to be here, but we can make their lives a little bit easier, you know, by giving them the strength of the of the, the information we have now, along with preserving that history, so they don't make mistakes. That's where it all ties in together. Like we talked about Auschwitz, you know, six generations down from now, we don't know how they're going to act and what they're going to remember. But as long as we keep Auschwitz standing, there is a chance they will remember that message. Uh, Same with Madison Seminary. We're going to be long and dead for 300 years from now, let's say. And, you know, if our message was strong enough, so will the seminary. It'll still be standing there and someone's going to be looking back and they're going to be like, holy shit. 2016, 2017, 2020. There was some crazy stuff going on there. These people—they're my favorite caretakers. You know what I mean? Someone in the future—we're going to be long gone—and they're going to still say our names. i are like, these guys were entertaining. Look what they did. Look how hard they worked. You know. And I do apologize, Dilbert Nixon. Uh, he'll be a footnote compared to us because we raised the bar that much higher to save that place and show sure how much we loved it. You
1: know. And hopefully they take that metal detector out in the yard and they find some old twisted tea cans and they're like, oh, shit.
0: (laughs) It's real. It's real. Some of the videos. That's why documentation is very important, why I'm obsessed with filmmaking. Um, You know, filming you doing the fire system, filming you doing the lights. These videos, I do hope, will stand the test of time. They're already backed up. Every video I do is backed up on two hard drives. And I'm even going to get into that carbonite stuff to back it up um just so these things can be passed on um god it's like the jedi passing their knowledge down
1: it's funny you said the jedi because i was about to say carbonite just like like
0: han solo but it's like the new trailer for episode nine it's like we've passed this down you pass this knowledge down of those who come before you and how hard we've worked and how hard you know what bar you have to raise um Yeah, it's all going to be passed down. And it's funny because we live in the age now where we can do that. Back 200 years ago, they didn't have the ability to film everything they were doing there. But I'll tell you what, if we did, you know we'd integrate that footage in with ours. You know, kind of just, it would be so eerie to see it. Unfortunately, we don't. But we're leaving that marker for another generation. And who knows, 200 years from now, our footage could be meshed in with some new video you know, ghosts with the, you know, mixing with the living, it'd be eerie, but it's possible.
1: So Adam, for those who don't know about Madison Seminary, which at this point, I don't know how you couldn't, where can they find Madison Seminary and you?
0: <laughs> if you don't know what Madison Seminary is, you're asleep at the wheel. But for those of you just tuning in, uh, Madison Seminary, Madison, Ohio, um, It is a 70,000-square-foot structure. It is a beast. You've heard us talking about it all night. If you want more information about it, you can go to madisonseminary.com. The website gives some information. One of the best ways, though, is on Facebook. Type in Madison Seminary. We constantly have events, constantly updates on what we're doing. You can keep in the loop. And if you are strong enough and you think you're good enough to hang with giants— then message us, you know, our army is a freestanding army. If you are willing to put in with us, we will accept you as our own. And, you know, shake and testify this, you know, it is one large family of just the craziest people that are dedicated. So,
1: well, thank you guys for tuning into another episode of serial spirits, the podcast, as always, you can find us on facebook.com backslash serial spirits. On Twitter, at Serial Spirits. And our SoundCloud page is www.soundcloud backslash Serial Spirits, the podcast. We'll see you next time. Thanks for sticking around.